You're listening to a podcast from 702. We're absolutely grateful to our healthcare workers for their courage and they want, and, and we want to give them and their families the support that they need during this pandemic with the Dove Care On Care, uh, 24 hour helpline. Um, it's a 24 hour call line that they can call and it's also uh, available to be used by their families. Um, so navigate COVID-19, uh, and this is how we're helping healthcare workers and we're doing so with Dove. Hashtag beauty or, or courage is beautiful. Courage is beautiful. That's the hashtag on 702. I'm just looking at what we're about to play you. In fact, since I got a little bit distracted, but thank you for staying with us as we bring you what I think is a very vital conversation. Um, healthcare workers are very dear to my heart because my mother is a nurse. And last week when we kicked off this conversation, I invited um, healthcare workers to share with us exactly the sort of toll they are experiencing and going through uh, as a result of being on the front, front lines fighting COVID-19. We got a number of your messages and this is one of them. Though it's a little bit lengthy, I just thought that we have to play it because it really speaks to the kind of load, the kind of burden that our healthcare workers are experiencing, waking up every day to report to work, to be there to provide care for those who have been infected by this virus. Hi, Aza. I am a healthcare worker and I don't want to give my name because uh, automatically uh, people will know the healthcare facility where I'm working. You know, as I'm listening to what you guys are saying, I just get a flashback of what has happened in the past three months. It hasn't been easy. I have always been the strongest person in my 35 years of training or working as a nurse. But this time has been very different. Waking up every morning to go back to the very patient who has tested positive and work on that patient has been very difficult. And knowing that you have to do your best, of which I did my best, hasn't been easy. Personally, I have lost about 15 people I know closely from COVID. But thank God that the patients I treated They have all survived the effects of COVID because of the dedicated team that I was working with. I've got nightmares. I'm forever anxious. You know, just today, my nurse called me to attend to another patient on something very minor. But because I'm always just waiting to hear who died. By the time I got to the patient, I could just walk into another room and cry first. That is the emotional effects that all this death has had on me as a person, as a healthcare professional. Thank you for the service that is coming up for healthcare professionals. My sister is also working in a healthcare facility. 
and she came to visit me for a week because she was off sick with anxiety problems. For a week, Monday to Friday, Aza, we literally slept every day, the whole day, all the time. From exhaustion and just emotionally being drained as far as uh, the work they do is concerned. So that was Anonymous who sent us that voice note. When we kicked off this conversation, we just weren't able to play it for you on time. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll be bringing you conversations around the experience of healthcare workers who are on the front lines in fighting COVID-19. And joining us for this afternoon's conversation is Dr. Nogukanya Kanyile. She is a registrar in the pediatrics department at Rahima Musa Hospital, uh, the mother and child hospital. And uh, not only is she a healthcare worker, but she also runs an organization called mental matters and she's talked quite openly has disclosed her own history of battling mental illness um, and we speak to her now but I also want to take your calls if you are um, a family member to a healthcare worker how what is the impact been on your family what toll has it taken on your loved one you might also be that healthcare worker in whatever um, role you play within the care of others in that hospital. Um, as one person said last week, it was Miriam who said, let's not forget uh, the support staff within hospitals who do this work with our nurses and our doctors, our orderlies, um, the cleaners, the clerks and all that. Let's not forget those people who have also been affected uh, in light of COVID. So your calls and your experiences on 11 3102 for your SMSs, your WhatsApps and voice notes on 072-702-1702. Um, Dr. Kanyile, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Azania, and hi to all your listeners. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm really good. And I absolutely love um, this entire campaign. Hashtag Courage is Beautiful. I was saying mm. earlier on that as a child of a nurse, um, I have a very special place in my heart. I've got time for healthcare workers mm. and exactly what they go through. Um, you've also been out there on the front lines. What are some of the mm. realities that you have faced as healthcare workers during the COVID-19 pandemic? Mm. So I think I'm incredibly lucky to be in a department that is really aware that, and we take the, the pandemic quite seriously. So from our side, especially in the pediatric department, we acted quite swiftly with regards to having to change protocols. But for healthcare workers, that can be very confusing. You know, we have to receive information that updates all the time and we constantly have to be on the lookout for any new patients and any new guidelines, medication, etc. So it has been a lot of information mm. and a lot of back and forth. But um, physically, I think the calls are a little bit more hectic for us. Um, we're seeing, you know, because COVID isn't the only disease that patients get, they still have everything else. But we've had to actually don and doff that PPE, which can be incredibly hot. It can be tiresome. Mm. Um, you're just walking around feeling very exhausted by the end of a call because you just have to take it on, put it off, you know, change, wash your hands. Um, some of us, you know, for example, with me, I've had some scars on my hands from the alcohol that just burnt my hands. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just really hectic. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it because it's, it's something that nobody ha- expected. And we've just had to find our way along 
the past. Yes. Oh, just how long are your hours and just some of the other realities of doing this work? Because so many of us uh, are not, we, we often observe what you do from a patient perspective mm. or even from a distance, you know, take us into uh, the hours and the kind of toll, the mental toll mm. that, it, that it can take. So as a government employee, I currently work in a state hospital. I am um, allocated 240 hours a month. Mm-hmm. So 160 hours are the normal 8 to 4, which is 8 working hours a day. And then the extra 80 hours is overtime where we are doing overnight calls and covers, etc. So um, a typical call, I'm expected to be there in the morning from half past 7. And then I work the entire night. But... Even though it's called a 24-hour course, not really that because we still have to see the patients after the round with our seniors. We then have to sort them out, do any investigations or counseling that we need to do. And, for example, I did a call just the other day and I only got home at half past one Mm. in the afternoon. So it's incredibly long. And then we still have to do all the other things if, if someone else gets sick or we have to have a COVID cover system where for that week, if there's a, a registrar or a doctor who's unable to do the call, you have to then step in. So you sometimes find yourself on paper working two forty hours, but in reality, it's about 260 hours a month. Yeah, that's incredible. So you start at four, I mean, at eight in the morning, and then you only got home at one in the afternoon the following day. That's <laughs> yes, incredibly yeah. long, incredibly long. You have your own history. Um, I remember speaking to you about this, about your own mental yes. health uh, uh, illness history. Um, briefly tell us about that, because... I'm also curious about what these long hours do to someone's Mm. mental health when you haven't slept, when you've had to exert and endure for so long. Mm. So um, I personally haven't been diagnosed with any mental illness, Mm -hmm. um, but I have experienced burnout quite a few times. And I say quite a few times because, you know, they always say doctors are the, the own worst patients. We just are so bad at getting help whenever we're sick. And um, I found a couple of times where I've just been unable to go to work because I've just burnt out. Mm. Um, I also have a strong family history of mental illness. So I'm always on the lookout for this. And like you rightly say, these long calls, especially when you're a junior or when you're in an environment where you're so unsure of what's going on, they make you doubt yourself at every step. Um, It's and for someone, for example, who has anxiety disorders or someone who has depression, that adds and fuels your mental illness so strongly. So I've had to actually do quite a lot of introspection myself in the form of chatting to really good family and friends who've supported me, mm. letting them know my fears and also speaking to um, a psychologist um, and even using the Dove on, uh, Care on Call helpline whenever I felt that I'm out of my depth. Um, nothing was going wrong per se, but sometimes you're just so scared that something is going to happen or you're going to make a mistake and it's going to be such a big problem. So um, I think the big thing was just really going into that work and saying, I need help and I, I, I can't do this alone. And I don't think we're supposed to do it alone. But as doctors, we're just so bad at reaching out for help. Yes, because we you're supposed to have the answers. You know, we come <laughs> to you with ailments, we come to you with the things that are wrong with us. 
and we look to you for answers. And so, I mean, there's even something called the God complex, you know, that some mm. uh, doctors maybe may have been accused of having in the past and so on. But just the role you play in society is that you are one w- who, who delivers the solution, who brings about mm. the solution. And so knowing that you are wrestling with that responsibility and your own vulnerability on the other side um, must be very challenging. Let's take this call. We've got P calling from um, Pretoria East. Is it P? Yes, it's P. Um, okay. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm a healthcare worker. I was previously working in training for the past almost six years in training. And then because of COVID, we had to stop training and move into the front line. Mm. So I was working in a unit where we receive the emergency patients and then they get to, they await that result in our case. And then within an hour or two, they are found positive. So for me, it was very overwhelming and I had to resign and I left work on the 31st of August because I could not cope with the the emotional burden of, of it. Without being selfish, I had to step back and look after the resource that is me. Mm. Wow, P. So when you say the emotional burden, um, just, just describe that a little bit more for us. Um, with the looking after the patients that were coming in, they'd come in as emergency cases that haven't tested yet for COVID. Mm. So we were doing the test and then the results come shortly afterwards. Yes. So they're in various degrees of illness. They don't have their family to support them. We find out later that, oh, that one then passed away mm. or that one didn't make it or things mm-hmm. like that. So on a daily basis, seeing people coming in very ill and soon then you find out it's COVID or it's COVID again. And like the other caller spoke about, having lost um, personal friends to COVID, then you see Mm. it again. Mm. And that was quite, it was not a a good working environment anymore. Mm. And how were you feeling all the time? Were you able to take a check to see generally how you were feeling? Were you crying? Were you down all the time? I was down all the time and I had to reach out to um, a counsellor, but that was a bit late. So I, I had already taken the decision to resign and step back, but I was feeling down and physically having to put on that hot PPE and you can't change it for six hours. Mm-hmm. And the communal water dispensers were removed. It's small things like that where you feel mm-hmm. neglected. Mm-hmm. And when you get home, they almost spraying you with whatever they can get because they're also afraid of COVID. Mm. So your family Mm. wants you to quickly go and, I don't know, cleanse yourself before Mm. you can meet with them. So it it was a very taxing experience. Not to mention that I was also going through my own postpartum depression. Mm. So I didn't have much to give. Mm. That's great. P, thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience and just um, calling in today with what is a, a moving experience. And I think it demonstrates mm-hmm. what a lot of people go through and the, the courage to actually save herself, as she says, even though some may read it as selfish. Um, 
How do you stay positive? Just listening to P now, I'm thinking, what is the sort of things we can start to do uh, that will keep us positive? Um, I definitely want to just raise one thing that she said, you know, about the fact that like the, the water canisters were taken away. Yeah. Something as simple as having a tea room experience with your colleagues. We used to have morning meetings and certain people would bring food into the department and we'd all sit there and eat together. We don't have that anymore. So I think staying positive in a time like this, we need to be physically distanced but socially connected. So what we found is that um, we've established different WhatsApp groups and different um, team meetings where we just have conversations and we say, what are you feeling today? What is post-call doing to you? How is um, the toll of seeing patients dying often? You know, like what is that doing for your mentality? And also just how are you coping, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I think prayer, hey, prayer really, really has gotten me through the most because as I said, um, I work in pediatrics and working in neonatal ICU and working in difficult environments where mothers can't come into the ICU sometimes to see their babies because they've tested positive or extended family can't come in to see the babies and they mm. have to only see the child after the child has passed. That's incredibly taxing to me because then I'm like, God, why? So I think prayer has really helped me focus and understand that I can only do what God has put me here to do. And sometimes that's enough. Mm. Um, for the family, they don't forget that. And I think I want to reach out to healthcare workers and say that just do your part in that place because sometimes that's more than enough and it's more than the family could ever ask for. Yeah. Um, I think the, the third thing I do is really take care of my body. So I found that physical activity not only helps my mental health, but it helps me be strong on my calls. Because when my body is strong, I'm able to, you know, perform Do more. at a level. Mm. Running from place to place, helping interns resuscitate. Because resuscitations are physically taxing in those PPE because you're just sweating, you know. Mm. So um, it's just really about making sure that whenever I feel like I'm weak or whenever there's something that I need help with, I either speak to my trainer, my pastor or my mom. And those are like my three go-to Yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> yes, Dr. Kanyele, thank you so much for sharing your insights and the work that you also do through uh, um, places and spaces like Mental Matters. Thanks for your time. Thank you so, so much. And guys, please, can you all take care of yourself? Reach out wherever you can. Use the Dove Care on Core Hotline if you need it. It's absolutely. completely free. Yes, absolutely. That's Dr. Nogukanya Kanyile, Registrar in Pediatrics at uh, Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital. As she has urged, use the Dove Care on Call 24-hour helpline. It's not just for you as a healthcare worker. Remember, it extends to your family as well.